0: Sinners, we back. Uh, It is now the fourth episode of this delightful, nothing but good times and good vibes podcast. (laughs) Um, So, I thought I would celebrate um, with a little tequila shot to start off the episode. We'll see when she kicks in. Uh, just because, you know, this is uh, a heartwarming topic. And I thought I'd oh, really. God, the demons are attacking. Uh, oh, it's been a while oh, since I had that. Okay, that'll wake you up in the mid-afternoon. Oh, shit. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> but because it's such a heartwarming topic, I thought, let's just loosen up a little bit. Let's get in there. Nitty gritty. Oh my god, that shit is poison. yep yeah. <clears throat> so pff, boys, I'm gonna be talking about uh working out specifically not working out. Uh and I will put like a little like eh, trigger ish warning um for like eating disorders or uh, like body dysmorphia, anything around those lines. If you think you might be uncomfortable, click. Go away. Because <clears throat> I think we might be diving in. This is... I have a therapy scheduled for tomorrow. That's not today. And I'm feeling it today. I tried to talk about something else and I ended up deleting it, so... This is, this is what we're going in on. I also don't know how long this is going to be. So we're just gonna... <laughs> we're gonna go until it feels appropriate to stop. So... For... for um, some, some background. I guess. Some background. Um, let's just say... Oof, I haven't been... Quote-unquote diagnosed with an eating disorder or with body dysmorphia but if you go to counselors who can't necessarily give you a diagnosis but can more just give you a uh, a recommendation of like oh it sounds like listen Sounds like, to a professional, bitch, you have it. Like, I'm sorry. That's how it is. So, take that as you will. In my experience, while I don't have, like, a doctor being like, yeah, you're fucked. I have at least two clinical professionals (laughs) who are like, ah, yeah, some... Yeah, maybe you should mm, get that looked at. I don't know. So, before somebody tells me I don't know what I'm talking about, check yourself. Leave your judgments at the door, please. I don't have patience for people who will not respect other people's experiences. So, last night, basically what brought this whole topic on, last night at like (laughs) 1230, after midnight, almost one in the morning, I was like, oh, uh, it's been too long, it's been like at least a month. Since I've like worked out and like actually worked out, not like done like ten sit ups and been like, okay i'm I'm good okay, great." And like when quarantine started, I felt like super prepared. I was like, okay, I have all these like smaller, less like heavy weight lifting. set workouts that I can do from home. I have this workout app where like I can do all the body weight stuff. I can do everything that it has outlined for me and it'll at least help me maintain until I get to go back to the gym and I can do the stuff that I'm used to do and like I'm used to my routine and I can get back into it without experiencing like that gap of where I would like to be and where I actually am because oh that's happened so 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 many times that I'm like I'm sick of that I hate the feeling of being like no I think I can do this and then being like haha I pulled my back out because <laughs> I'm ancient. So, I was like, okay, great. I have a plan. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about me. But I do not thrive when there is no structure or like, semi accountable being <laughs> for for anything really I'm like anything that I do right now like when I'm drawing, if I'm like watching a show, if I'm doing anything it's because I either feel like I have nothing else to do which is a very uh, incredibly narrow mindset mind you I know that because there's a million and two other things that I could do but I'm like oh there's nothing else I can do this is easy I can just do it I don't have to like prepare and I don't have to like set up anything I can just like hit a couple buttons or I can just like go into this program and do whatever (laughs) that doesn't that's not how my brain works for like exercise for health uh for workout, it's not it, it, that's just not how my brain has ever <laughs> worked. I it's always been like a you have to do this for this, and last year I basically hit this stride where I was like, oh, working out is like second nature. Sometimes I'm like going to the gym at like 5am, like, because I have like a 24 hour gym. I was like, oh, well, I can just like go in at like 5am before work, have everything done, go home, shower, get ready for work, go work an eight hour day come home, be, like, tired, but feel good, because I got to do something. Well, uh, I think it was about four, four or five months ago, I basically hit, I wouldn't say, like, a plateau, but more of, like, an area of where I was just, like, okay, like, I don't hate myself anymore. Like, I don't feel the need to constantly push myself. I don't feel the need to constantly see changes in the mirror or on the scale or whatever. I was like, oh, well, like, yeah, this isn't, like, my ideal, but I'm more okay with it than anything else. So, I, like, hit that point, and instead of working out, like, the the five or four days a week, like, whatever, four or five days a week that I was, I started dropping off to doing, like, once a week, twice a week, maybe, and the once or twice a week that I would go... I would be meeting with, like, my personal trainer. We've basically, we've been working together for, like, uh, like, two, almost two years. Because we, I started seeing her in the summer of 2019. No, 2018? 2018. Yeah, so it's only been, like, a year and a half or something. But. I'm like. Oh if I don't have <laughs> my trainer. To like hold me accountable. And be like uh, at least work out one day a week. You dumb bitch. <laughs> she, she does not say that. But I do. Um, but it's like hey. You at least have one day a week. Where you know you're going to work out. You can do that. And then. And then. Wonderful. COVID-19 had to walk up in this building and be like, wait, you were, you were okay. Like you were doing fine. What if we just like ruined that for you? So, oh, and I, I fell hard. I did, uh, cause here's the thing, as a person who I consistently was, um, I don't know how to politely say this, so I guess I'll just say it, uh, was constantly reminded that I was not the ideal, uh, size as a kid when I was not that far off it was mm, not necessarily the most healthy thing for self confidence for a million and two other things and having parents who worked like all the time and like didn't necessarily have the most time to sit at home and like make healthy meals and make good choices and my parents don't necessarily have the best relationships with the food either. So they didn't get that in my head. It was just like, yeah, I like eating vegetables. I like eating all this stuff. But usually it's like, oh, I have like maybe an hour to get ready for work, like get everything set up, great, blah, blah, blah. Here, you're getting a quick dinner. You're getting McDonald's. Whatever. So, it was like that for a very long time. And I think the only time that I started eating, like, more conscious was when I had to. When I moved out for, like, university. Because I would always be put on, like, diets by mom, my mom cuz my mom would go on diets and I'm like, "Oh, that's normal." Like whatever. Like we're just going to eat soups for 2 months. I wished I was joking. That was a trend in the early 2000s where it, it was literally just a soup diet where you ate <laughs> vegetables and vegetable stock. And it wasn't that much. And you basically wanted to peel the eyeballs out of your skull because you're so hungry. But it was putting you into fasting. So, mm, healthy calorie deficit, I guess. And, oh my god. I basically became more like restrictive than ever once I moved out of my parents' house, because I didn't have any money, <laughs> OSAP left me by the wayside. They were like, no, your parents make too much. And I was like, well, the thing is, I have to pay for my stuff, so mm, that's not my mom and dad. It's basically my income, and I spent all of it on tuition. So I was like oh, okay sick. And I was on a steady um Campbell's chicken and rice soup diet for at least 8 months. That I was like in school that year and Instead of, like, the freshman 15, I, like, dropped, I think it was, like, 20, 30 pounds. And it was, like, uh, great. And the times that I could eat out in, like, first year, it was, like, I had friends over. I wasn't the only one paying for it. And it was just, like, oh, this is, like, a treat. We can, like... We indulge because I only have like one meal a day and it's soup. Great. (laughs) Like, oh, I don't recommend this for anyone. I was miserable. I had convinced myself I was so happy, but I was miserable. And like the only solace was like the few friends that I had. That I was like, hey, fuck this, right? Oh my god. But then uh, in second year, I moved in after spending this summer with my parents and like gaining about 40 pounds because it was still like takeout all the time and like unhealthy meals all the time and like no access to like exercise like I didn't know how to approach it I didn't know how to start I was like seeing all these things that's like on the tv where it's just like hey you need to join this gym and like look at how good this person looks versus how fat they were before I'm like oh okay But if I walk into a gym, I get stared at, or if like I run around the neighborhood or go for like a walk with my dog, people are like, oh my God, this fat bitch. Like, I'm like, oh great. I wasn't self-conscious at all. So I just, I really had no idea about how to start even doing anything. So second year comes around. It's like 2016, I move in with these (laughs) three girls who are absolute strangers to me. I didn't know them. And I didn't know the people who I lived with in first year. But I didn't become friends with the people I lived with in first year. (laughs) Eventually, the girls who I lived with in second and third year... Became, like, my soulmates. Like, I love them. They're, like, practically sisters. But... (laughs) They learned really fast that uh, food was a sensitive topic. Especially with me. I had, like, started working that year on campus... And, like, had a little bit more money. I got more money from OSAP. I was like, okay, so I can buy normal groceries. I don't have to eat just soup. But, mm, it's going to be, like, very simple, like, pasta, like, for almost every meal. It's going to be, like, bare bones, healthy items. Bare bones. Like, I almost never used to buy produce unless it was frozen and it'd be like, oh, like frozen broccoli, and I'd have it for like two meals, and that would be that, but that year, I specifically remember one moment where one of my roommates, Carmen, she was like, oh, well, like, I can help you make, like, healthy meals, I can help you, like, do all this stuff, like, it's not that much money to buy fresh produce, it's not that much money like do all these little things that will help you make healthier choices and I snapped like I I don't think I've ever been so like hair fire hair I don't hair pin trigger that's what it is um but like I've never been so quick to anger except that and it was just like Sick? How about you calm the fuck down? But at the time, I was sincerely so angry. I was just like, You don't get it. Like, you don't know how much money I have. This is all I'm able to do. Like, I physically will not be able to do anything that you are asking. So, it eventually gets to the point where they're like, Okay. Just let Jen do whatever she wants because there's no convincing. And it was like slowly being like, oh, like here you can have like some of my bananas. You can have an apple. But it wasn't like, let's push. Because when people push me, (laughs) I set fire to their house. Uh, metaphorically of course I don't believe in arson um but it was a lot of oh okay we're actually worried about you but eh." and they they noticed first that like oh you're only really eating like dinner maybe lunch sometimes Like, you're, are you good? Are you good? Are you, like, okay? And I would always just, like, brush it off. I was just like, uh-huh, no. But it was so, it was like a constant pattern. Especially if I got stressed. I would just not eat until, like, 11 p.m. And then I'd just binge. I'd be like, oh, okay. I have to have, like, <laughs> so many calories in just one meal or like eat an entire bag of chips and like call that a meal. That was that was like typical behavior. Then I was living alone in that house for the summer before third year. So it was like the summer of 2016 going into 20 no 2016 going into 2017 i'm trying to give you a timeline but it's really not matching up in my head um so i was like living there alone and i was like okay well now that i have like enough savings built up maybe i can do something healthy and my roommates and i before they left for the summer had started like doing little, like, workout challenges of, like, oh, this is a fun, like, 30-day thing. Let's see if we can complete it. So we, like, would do those things as a house. And it was, like, oh, like, I didn't know exercising could be this easy. Like, I didn't know you could just do it in your house. I know that sounds stupid. But I was, like, oh, no. Like, you have to go to a gym to exercise. Or you, like, have to be outside with people. And people was, like, my main issue. I'm already, like, socially anxious. I think everyone is judging me all of the time. So, I was like, oh, great. (gasps) But having, like, those, like, small things was like, oh, like, maybe this is approachable. Maybe I can do this. So, the summer of second year, when I was living alone, I found this... (laughs) Please do not do what I did. (laughs) I found this workout program that was 12 weeks. It was like, oh, you only need minimal equipment. I think I had like a treadmill in the basement that I was living in and like two 10 pound dumbbells. And it was like, oh, you need, like, basically no equipment. Uh, All you're doing is, like, high interval running and then, like, uh, a long walk uh, every other day. And then, like, the exercises are built into the program. So you're working out, like, six out of seven days a week. You have one rest day. Everything else is either high-intensity running for like 15-20 minutes. A high incline like long walk for like 40 minutes. And then like this hour, hour and a half long workout full of different sets. Um, And when I tell you I got to week 11... <laughs> I was practically starving myself because I was so overwhelmed at, like, how drastic of a change it was. I was eating, like, one meal a day. It was basically no calories because it was, like, small servings of vegetables. And then, like, (laughs) a couple hard-boiled eggs thrown in there for some spice. Uh, But I was like, I was, felt like I was dying. I made it to week 11. I had dropped like 30, 40 pounds. And I was like, oh my God. I look so good. Like, I don't look great, but I look way better than what I did. And looking back, I'm like, um, you were building practically no muscle. Which is, like, what I want. I want to be, like, jacked as hell. I'm like, oh, give me those. Like, I could kill a man by just, like, like flexing at you. Like, I want to be, like, crazy jacked. And I want to have thighs that can, like, crush a watermelon. <laughs> I'm, like, I don't plan to be, like, this, like, super skinny, like, supermodel type. Because, let's be honest, I will never make it to that. Would it be nice? I mean, maybe. But I also don't think that this personality belongs in this, like, size zero little like I'm perfect type body frame that is like idealized by everybody in the media and like (laughs) in even the health and fitness industry (laughs) but I'm like oh I'm like I'm looking so good at the time and because I wasn't eating right And because I was exercising so much that it was like literally unattainable. It is unattainable to like do that when you're a university student unless you are literally a varsity athlete and you have to. I was like, I'm going to go insane. And I was like, ha ha, fun fact. I pull out my hair when I'm stressed. I usually pull out my eyelashes and my eyebrow hairs. <laughs> That's why I have bald spots usually. But I was like, <laughs> I had no eyelashes <laughs> after 11 weeks of working out. And I was just like, ha, uh, I'm nothing but stress. And I was just like, oh, like, I think I... I think I need to stop. I think this is this is enough. Like, <laughs> I think I've tortured myself enough. This is fine now. And I lost like all motivation. I was like, oh no, if this is what is expected of me, if I try and get healthy, I don't want to do it. Why would I want to do that? It was eleven weeks of torture, and I was basically like still overweight. I still didn't look like all the people that they advertised. And it was just like, oh, so the expectation is I do this over and over and over again, until I look like this girl who is, she like created it, she advertises it. Who basically has no rib cage. Like looks like she has like 15% body fat. I'm like oh okay. It's like reality finally clicked. But in like too harsh of a way. Where I was just like oh no I just won't do anything anymore. So then like third year came around. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> gonna gain all that weight back plus more, and it was like a constant yo yo. And I was making like better choices with food, but I was still very like restrictive. If I had like ate like three meals for five days. I would spend the weekend only eating like one meal a day. And I'm like, in my head, it made sense. <laughs> Me right now finds that stupid logic. I'm like, mm, eating disorder logic. Got it. Body dysmorphia logic. Got it. Okay. Uh, but I was like, oh no, like, This is how I, like, maintain my weight and maintain a calorie deficit by, like, restricting these calories on these two days. That'll make up for it. Don't do that. Don't do it. Like, it's just, that's not, it's not healthy. It's not wise. It won't benefit you in any way other than, like, Satisfy the dumb little voice inside. (laughs) That's it. (sighs) And boy. Oh my god. I started going to the gym. In. I think it was like. The summer between third year and fourth year. And I was like okay. Going like every once in a while. It's not like that big of a deal. It's not my thing. I don't like going. I don't like people looking at me, but I'll go with other people. So, like, I would go with my roommate. I would go with my friend. I'm like, oh, like, I'll just go to a couple of these classes. Like, I really liked boxing, so I went to a couple boxing classes with my friend. I really liked the Zumba class that there was, so I would like go to that sometimes, but it wasn't like an active choice of like, I'm trying to be healthier, great. And I had done a placement for like my program with sort of like a well, it's called the Wellness Education Center. <laughs> I can, I'll just say it. Um, But I did my placement there. I was working on like the sexual assault free environment team. So our programs were basically about sexual assault prevention, education, that sort of stuff. A lot of focus was on consent and being like, hey, be aware of these statistics, but we have to try and lessen them. The only way is by educating people as preventative measures. And as a university, kind of a big deal. And another part of the wellness education was like nutrition and like food and all that stuff. There was a bunch of other teams, but I'm going to talk about that one in particular Um, so that one, they, they had a dietitian, nutritionist, whatever you want to call her. This doctor, oh my God, I loved her. I wanted to like marry this woman. She, she had the best outlook on nutrition than like anybody I've ever heard. Because up to this point, I just had people talking at me and being like, You're fat. You're unhealthy. Great. But not telling me how to fix it in, like, small baby steps and being like, here, it's approachable. I promise your life's not going to end because you start making better decisions. Well, this... This lady operated from like a health at every size. So it's like, hey, just because you are bigger or overweight, you can still be healthy. Like, you're not gonna keel over at any second. You can still make healthy choices. A lot of things go into weight. It doesn't necessarily mean you are unhealthy. And her her whole basis was you can't judge a book by its cover i'm like oh, okay and she also did this presentation and was like um i've also seen a lot of people who are overweight but they suffer from malnutrition because they don't get the things they need from the food that they're ingesting and it's important not to just look at what they're consuming, but how they're consuming it, what their eating patterns are, you know, that sort of stuff. And <laughs> she was like, oh, well, a lot of people are like that restrict, then binge, restrict, then binge. And I was like, "Ah, this is getting a little closed off. I would like to crawl back in my hole now. So I was just like, oh, mm, uh, thanks for that, sister. (laughs) So I then started going to therapy. (laughs) I was telling my counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call her, I was telling her this, and she's like, well, yeah, kind of winds up. It looks like you have an eating disorder, but I can't tell you you have one, so go talk to a doctor, but also you're clinically depressed and anxious, so (laughs) you got a nice mix of everything. And everything probably has to do with each other, because intersectionality. I was like, ha, sick, perfect, Mm." and... (laughs) It sounds so stupid, but this is legitimately my thought process. I was like, oh, I don't need someone to tell me I have an eating disorder. Uh, I know I'm not right. I've now lived with enough people, I've seen enough to know uh, shit's not exactly right upstairs. And, boy... It mm, sort of got worse. Then I lived in a house with like four other people. It was so stressful. <laughs> I I try and like make a joke of it, but there's really like, there's no way I can make it a joke because it sucks. I, I was so absolutely stressed out of my mind and I was like, The house is always dirty, like I can't, I can't keep up with anything, and like, if my room's a mess, sure, that's like my thing, like I can close the door, no one else has to live in that, but like, if the kitchen's a mess, I feel stressed. If the living room's a mess, I feel stressed. I'm like, "Eh." living with four other people, there is always, always a mess. Nothing, (laughs) nothing with a students, with students. You can't, you can't manage that, especially with like kind of differing personalities in a house. So I was super like at my wits end. So I was like eating one like semi large meal a day. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go up to my uh, room to eat after I clean my dishes and uh, pretend like I don't exist. And, like, the times that I would try and socialize, it would just feel so forced and so stress-inducing that I was like, I just want to curl up in a ball and literally not exist. This was, like, not die, but just not exist. Because it was just, it was so, it was so much. It was, it was absolutely insane. Like, I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, there were some good moments. But what the hell was the whole experience? Oh my god. And, <laughs> uh, like, just thinking about it, it w- might spiral. But I was like, oh, well... I I have no other choice unless I want to be more stressed out. Like, I have to eat less. So I just don't have to deal with people. So I would basically live in my room and pretend like I was a shell of a human. And then when I would be, like, at school, I'd be like, oh, we need to, like, go get food on campus because... I don't want to go home, like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that, so, then, um, after moving out of there, uh, I started living on my own, and I was like, for the first time, I have no one else to blame if Something happens, or if I decide not to eat, or if I want to work out, I can do it because then nothing else is going to happen. And when I was still living in the house of like four plus me people, I had basically forced myself that summer to do a couch to 5K Where I messed up my legs so badly because I was not prepared at all. And I never, like, prepared for running. (laughs) I basically messed up my legs so bad that I was like, I'm in constant pain. I can't do this anymore. And it was like another yo-yo cycle of, oh, great. Lose a bunch of weight be so excited, be like, I I feel so much better, eh. to, I'm a fappy piece of shit, goodbye. And then once I started living alone, I did happen to make better food choices. A lot of it was like quick, simple, easy stuff, but it wasn't like, Necessarily unhealthy. I wasn't eating a huge amount of stuff. I also wasn't restricting a lot of stuff. I was like, oh well, if I want to have this this week, it's fine. If I miss a couple meals, it's not the end of the world. I'll be fine. Uh, so it was just more of like a relaxed <laughs> session for the first time in my life. I still wasn't, by any means, healthy. <laughs> Or mentally well. Um, I stopped going to therapy. So really debatable of if I was well. But uh, then <sighs> it was like, yeah, it must have been 2018. Uh, so 2018, in that summer... I am just sitting in my bed one night, and I was, like, kind of going for runs in the neighborhood, except for when I, like, a car pulled over, made fun of me, and I was, like, I'm never working outside again. Uh, So, that was, like, immediately, like, crossed on my list. I'm, like, mm, can't do that. So then I started going to the school gym and I was like, oh, well, no one really pays attention to you here. I was going with my friend and we were like workout buddies and I was like, yeah, this is great. And there's no one around, like it's maybe five people in the gym, like at each time in the summer. So it was great. And I was like, well, I don't have to like worry about being self-conscious here or like people... Thinking I'm dumb and like (laughs) Thinking I suck here because there's no one around So that was like a good good step and then it eventually got to a point where I was just sitting in my bed and I was like I'm sick of going about this the wrong way and not feeling like I know what I'm doing because I'd constantly be doing this like back and forth of restrict, binge, like get into a workout program, lose interest, whatever, and then like do this whole yo yo cycle again. It was like a non stop roller coaster. And I was like, you know what? Like, I have the power to step off that. I have the, um, Funds thanks to OSAP to you know look into other options and whether it's like a couple training sessions or like just a one time thing, just to be like, Listen, give me an idea about program setup so I can get into it, that sort of thing. So I signed up. <laughs> Heat of the moment, charged my credit card. I was like, Oh, <laughs> take all my money. <laughs> Did like a trial five sessions and ended up getting paired with the trainer I still work with. And this woman, when I say she like, she hit a switch in my brain that I didn't really know existed. I love this woman, whole heart. She actually just had a baby. So, congratulations. Love you, love all the munchkins, love the family. We're living life good. Especially in dark times. So, high, high altitude kind of good stuff. But, this woman, like, revolutionized. It was like, you don't need to be this idealized version of perfect. Like, sure, it's good to have goals, but it's good to also maintain and not get ahead of yourself. So I was like, oh, like, I didn't reach, like, my one year goal. I'm kind of bummed out about it. It's like, oh, well you still did a lot and you still like you did it like you're putting the work in you're still exercising like you're still eating better Mm, like you're doing all the work like you can't help what basically happens along the way you will get there it's just a matter of time and maintenance and still trying to do things, and then slowly escalating. And I was like, oh, you mean I don't need to kill myself for 12 weeks to be this, like, perfect bikini model? And it was a very, like, large eye-opener for, like, what is attainable, what is, like, a good sense of body positivity. Cause before, ooh, I did not have <laughs> much, but now I'm like, eh, like <sniffs> I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop. I, sure, everybody has bad days, but now it's more of like, oh, I know I can get back to where I want to be, so I don't need to constantly put this pressure on myself which is like kind of what happened with quarantine. I was like, "Oh, it's fine." And only now have I like getting back into like those little workouts and trying to like <laughs> keep the keep the muscle that I have cuz I don't have weights. I don't have like a setup here. I don't have room for a setup. But like I'm like, "Oh, I can deadlift a couple of my textbooks." great i can do some squats some lunges do some push-ups some sit-ups i'm basically doing jail workouts like a jail cell workout i'm like ah, we got our body weight and that's got to be enough so i've gotten back into it just to try and like semi-feel better about, like, not having a lot of time to, like, like, dedicate to things outside of life, because right now, I'm, like, I was so used to, like, working an eight-and-a-half hour shift, go to the gym, like... Meal prep for a week or something. And then kind of rinse, repeat. Once quarantine happened, uh, that went to shit. <laughs> now I'm like, oh. I've been eating more regularly. And usually they are like more healthier items. It's a lot more of fresh produce because... There was more fresh produce left in the grocery store when people were stockpiling. Because it goes bad. Um, So, I've been doing better. I just hit myself. Uh, Fingers crossed. But... I would... uh, Let me just state this. A lot of my... uh, self-confidence and like badass energy as I like to call it comes from like being able to do like heavy lifting and like trying to build that up because I really like it I'm like I like being able to do really heavy deadlifts like I think my my PR before everything happened, was like 185? 190? Somewhere around there. And then, like, my working set for deadlifts was like 160, 170. I'm like, listen! I like being able to do those things! And sort of losing the motivation to go to the gym like four times a week or five times a week, whatever have you, that sort of set that back on its own. So I wasn't able to do as much of that even before this happened. So that sort of bummed me out. Didn't set me up for success. But now I've had more time to think about it More time to be like an angsty little asshole and be like, listen, you like doing this. You got to do the foundation work. (laughs) And if you don't do the foundation work, then you can't do what you like. So just shut up. Shut up and deal for the time being. Focus on like not eating all the time. (laughs) Don't constantly binge. Don't eat your feelings, because you have nothing else to do. Because that, honestly, is now more of a problem than restricting, thanks to not being able to leave the house. I'm sure everybody's feeling that way, though. Um, But I'm basically just forcing myself into the mindset of, like, now when you wake up, that's the way you start your day instead of i don't know like just laying in bed watching tiktoks so it's you know it's just the way the way she blows <laughs> okay well that was way too serious for a thursday afternoon but here we are um this podcast was supposed to be like stress relief for people (laughs) and I'm just like let's tackle eating disorders how about that so that's perfect love that for me um I will state that I do have some ideas for the future um I do have a friend who I would love to I have a couple friends who I would love to get on here so I'm gonna try and figure that out and see what we can do there uh just uh just to talk to them about stuff that they like and that they're really passionate about Because I think nothing else is more, like, interesting to listen to than hearing what other people are interested in. So, uh, just know I'm looking into that. And uh, if you are one of my friends who I, like, reach out to and you're also hearing this, please have mercy on me. I don't get to talk to that many people. Please entertain me. Um, so, the, 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 the moral of the story, basically don't do, uh, anything that I did, but if you do require, uh, some assistance in terms of, like, nutrition or working out or anything, uh, for where the video is on youtube i will be putting links in the description uh just for some resources because i think it's important that you at least know where those are and what you can sort of turn to and also for like the podcast uh if you are listening to this and you're not watching the video feel free to message me on Instagram, or, I mean, pretty much anywhere. (laughs) If you have my number, uh, feel free to shoot me a text. I am always willing to uh, send people some stuff if they want it. So don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, I think I've sort of laid a lot of shit on the line here and been like, hey, hey. If you're also messed up, that's quite okay. We can be messed up together and be fine. So, if you need help, please reach out. Uh, There's no sense in sort of suffering in silence and going through shit. Especially like this. Alone. So... (laughs) okay, enough of this serious shit. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, the next episode will be up next week. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I can't make any promises. Um, but until then, stay chill, stay vibes, uh, and please stay the fuck inside.